0: Good
1: morning, everyone. Ooh, that's loud. Good morning. You can rest on your feet this morning. It's time for us to get into worship. Hallelujah. What was it? Oh. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're going to, we welcome everyone that's online. We thank you for joining us for our Sunday morning worship service. I hope you came ready to worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and begin with our vision. Ready, read. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. On Wednesday, Pastor Maria was talking about prayer, and I hope that we're getting excited about our corporate prayer night that's coming up on March the 30th. But she was talking about something that really resonated with me as I was preparing my heart to even minister this morning. It was confirmation. She was talking about how as we do things unto the Lord, we can fall into the tradition of it, the habit of it. And it reminded me of a sermon that I heard some years ago entitled, There's a Danger in Ritual Worship. And I'm saying that this morning because I want us to examine our hearts as we get into worship and make sure that we're in the spirit, and we're not worshiping the lord out of ritual or tradition or the way that we always do it the way we used to do it because when we do that we miss god god may be over here but we used to being over here so we miss him and he don't want us to miss him we don't want to miss him And so I believe that's why the Lord led Pastor Maria and was confirmation. Just examine our hearts as we get into worship this morning. We don't want to miss anything God has for us, but we have to be where he is. And maybe he's not over there. Last week he was over there. Maybe he wants you over here. Maybe he wants you on your knees. Maybe he wants you to lift your hands. But whatever you do this morning and moving forward, make sure your heart is connected to that. If you say hallelujah, make sure your heart is connected to that hallelujah. If you jump, make sure your heart is connected to it. Amen. So let's just go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, Lord God, and we just repent. I repent, Lord, because I have done it. Lord, in my own time with you, Lord God, worshiping, Lord God, well, I have not, Lord, been in the spirit like I ought to be, Lord God, so I just repent for myself, Father. Lord God, and I ask that from this time moving forward, I would be led by your spirit and worship, that I would be in the spirit. God, I don't want to miss anything that you have for me, Lord. Your people don't want to miss anything that you have for them. God, so we enter to your gates with thanksgiving. We enter to your courts with praise today. We say hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, God, have your way in this time of worship. Have your way, God. Move by your spirit, God. You are welcome in this place. Father, we need your anointing. We need your presence. God, we need an experience with you that would change us forever, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. No more church. Oh, God, it's normal, God. hallelujah oh we welcome your spirit here have your way in the name of Jesus have your way hallelujah have your way God Oh God we give you all the glory the honor and the praise hallelujah oh breaka de basora ba kidara ra basora na de 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 besa ikandoro shita la la banda da basu te de kandia oh rababa shita randa bababa kete de de basora baba le de de andoro bo shita randa baba kidara randa baba basora baba le le de de Oh, Rabaketarabasho Rabaketebe. Oh, Father of glory, you're welcome in this place. Hallelujah.
2: When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain and You see a mountain moved And as I walk through the shadow Your love surrounds me Nothing to fear now for I am safe with you
3: So and I fight, I'll fight on oh my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you
1: nothing impossible for you
3: for jesus says nothing impossible for you when all i see are the ashes lord when all i see are the ashes you see the beauty thank you lord when all i see is the cross
0: when all i
3: see is the cross god you see go before
2: joy
1: in our schools, Lord. Hallelujah.
3: Is lord my jesus is lord my jesus is lord he's lord over depression he's lord over anxiety he's lord over suicide he's lord over mental health he's lord over disease oh just call the name of jesus oh we lift up the name of jesus whatever you need is in jesus whatever you need is in. Da, da. Oh Oh, he's a comforter, Jesus. Oh, whatever you need, whatever you need, oh oh, 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 it's in Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Oh, whatever you need is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever you need is in Jesus. Whatever you need is in Jesus. Oh, whatever.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm a living witness that whatever you need is in Jesus. I've known him personally to be a keeper, to be a healer, to be a sustainer, to be a mind regulator. I know him personally to be a keeper. He will keep you, as the old folks used to say, if you want to be kept, and sometimes when you're going your own way, he's still a hold on to you. What a God. This is the God we praise and worship on this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Lord. God, we won't get tired of worshiping you. Lord, this is just practice for eternity we'll be in heaven hallelujah worshiping you for all eternity thank you for the opportunity to do this freely this morning there are people over in other countries that can't do this freely this morning remind your people lord i sing praises to your name
3: oh lord praises to
1: to the song. Why don't you help us sing? I sing praises. I sing praises to your name.
3: we praise you lord we praise you we praise you lord oh hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah. hallelujah we praise
1: the great god hallelujah hallelujah oh don't be afraid to sing your song to the lord Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to lift your hands.
4: and Nasha hit on it this morning as we were doing that second song. But 3 John, John said, the apostle of love said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And this morning as I was preparing for worship, I kept getting that the devil loves to get at people via the soul. If he can get at you through your mind, will, and emotions, he can cripple you. He can stop you from progressing spiritually. He can stop you from progressing physically if he can get you in that area. But our Father, John said this by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit knows the Father's heart. And 3 John 2 is the Father's heart. He wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And then if you'll move on over to Timothy, he says that you've not been given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound whole mind hallelujah glory to God our father wants us to be whole and sound spirit soul and body and if we can the the area that we really struggle in is with our mind, will, and emotions. That's where the battle is fought for us believers. And the devil knows this. And so if he can plant a negative thought and let us entertain that and grow it, Just as we grow the word of God within us by the thoughts that we think concerning it or by taking it in and it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we'll we'll let that that thought that he plants stay and we'll give life to it by thinking about it, by worrying about it, by getting in fear over it, It will begin to grow, and we'll begin to see that thing manifest in our lives. And this is where the struggle is, but that's not God's heart. God's heart is that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And so the work is, for us believers, is really to get the word in and to let it anchor our mind, will, and emotion. And to let the the word of God drive out fear. And to let love reign in us. Because perfect love. That doesn't mean you walk perfectly in love. That's not what that verse means. It means that you are growing up and maturing in the love of God. It's complete in you. You're maturing in it. And so that love will drive out fear. will drive out she talked about that anxiety depression oppression those are all things that attack your soul those are the things that we deal with anxiety panic attacks depression all of that that's not God's best for us we don't have to live with those things he wants us free When Jesus died, he freed us of those things. We don't have to. That does not have to be our diagnosis. That does not have to be how we live our lives, our entire lives. That's not God's best. And so this morning we sang a song that said, be lifted high. Be lifted high. And then we sang about, I'll sing praises, glorifying him and magnifying him. And if we'll let that be the posture of our lives as we walk out this journey of faith, magnifying him, exalting him, letting him be bigger in us than anything else, bigger than that diagnosis, bigger than that mental stress, bigger than anxiety, bigger than it all. He's above it all and he lives in you so i'd like you to lift your hands this morning and maybe you've been struggling with mental health issues maybe things have not been good for you in terms of when you when you look at the things in the world it just causes anxiety and stress more than usual Well, here's an opportunity for you to release it to the God that wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And to the God that says, I've not given you, my daughter, my son, the spirit of fear, but power, the spirit of power, power, love, and soundness of mind. That's my desire for you, he said and so raise your hands and this is our way of telling him we receive his love we receive your power we receive your peace that quiets our mind right now in the name of jesus that torment i speak to you right now in the name of jesus you must bow your knee to the most High God you must bow your knee to the name of Jesus that's above every name I speak to that spirit that has you tormented this morning and I tell you to go free right now in Jesus name you'll be free right now in jesus name from demonic influence from satanic influence we speak the blood of jesus over your mind right now in the name of jesus and we say that you are free you are free you are free free to think good thoughts free to think the thoughts concerning Our Lord and Jesus and the price he paid for us. Free to look above your situation and to see that there is hope. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in Jesus. And so we bind the devil right now in your life. Right now, devil, you are bound. You have no place right now in them. You have no power in them. For they are the children of light. They no longer walk in darkness. They do not pursue the things of darkness. But they pursue the things that belong in the light. And so you have no place in them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Depart. In Jesus' name. Depart. In Jesus' name. And I tell you to go free this morning. Go free this morning. My brother, my sister, be free. Be free, 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 in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There's no power in hell that can bind you. You are loosed from that infirmity this morning. You are loosed from that sickness this morning. You are loosed from that disease this morning. You are loosed from that diagnosis this morning. In Jesus' name, if you want to be, if you want to be, you can be free. Amen? Glory to God. Look at the person on your left and your right. Tell them, I'm free and you're free. In Jesus' name. Thank you, team. God bless you this morning. Glory to God.
1: Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is nation Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements. So listen up. I would like to first remind you about our upcoming Kingdom Couples event. It will be a family movie night that you and your family do not want to miss. This is happening next Saturday, March the 19th, right here at Father's House Family Church from 5 to 7 p.m. It is completely free. We will have snacks, and we are going to have a great time together as a family. Amen. Also, I would like to remind you about the teen movie night that will be taking place on March the 26th. This is a very exciting time to get your teens in church and doing something that they can look forward to. Tell them to invite their friends from school in the neighborhood. This is going to be an awesome time. It's going to take place um, from 6 to 9 p.m. and they're going to be streaming Spider-Man No Way Home. So this is exciting movie night they're going to have food they're going to have a lot of things um, please see mike and christina clark if you have any questions maybe even if you want to get involved and help and see how you can contribute to that fun event that's taking place for our teens also it's for ages 12 to 18. again if you have questions, question see Mike and Christina Clark. I would like to also remind you about our International Rhema Day that we are participating in as a church on May the 1st. So at this point, maybe you've been praying, you've been saving, you've been um, listening to the Lord and asking Him what He would like for you to give. So please come ready to pray over the offering together as a family. Remember, we have set the offering goal from $300 to $500 this year. And that means no, we're not asking each person to bring $300. We're asking that as a family we can come together and give a donation of $500 total and pray over it and give it to rhema amen also i would like to remind you about our upcoming family corporate prayer night on march the 30th Um, pastor maria has been faithfully teaching us about prayer kingdom living um, for the last few weeks now and we are getting stirred up we're getting built up we are building our expectation about around prayer and we are going to come ready with our prayer journals we're going to come ready to receive something from god for this body for the body of christ and so come ready we'll be at 7 p.m on march 30th right here at father's house family church so gather your family together set us out time in your schedule for that wednesday night it's going to be an awesome time and you're going to want to be in the building amen awesome at this time i'm going to go ahead and turn it over to ivan who's going to receive our offering today let's receive him
0: Good morning, family. Are you ready to give? Thank you, Asha, for passing around the offering envelopes. Are you excited of being here? Are you excited of being surrounded with like minded brothers and sisters in Christ? Are you excited what God's going to do this year in your life spiritually, physically, and financially? Do we have any first time visitors? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we had a bird flying early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was going around at the windows and the stage. I think he was ready to prepare to go sing. But he didn't mention that he had to uh, ask Pastor Henry for the class (laughs) first. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Today is Mission Sunday, so we'll remember our missionaries in Brava Cave Earth. Uh Because of your support financially, also through prayer and encouragement, they are strengthened to go out daily to tell people about Jesus. Amen. Thank you for your faithful giving towards this ministry. And they want to, to let us know how exciting they were in the past Sunday because they had a church full of new kids and all the kids were exciting of being there. Thank you all for being obedient to God in supporting this ministry. If God is leading you on giving towards this ministry, just make sure you designate it that is for the mission Sunday. Oh, we had a picture there you guys can see. when people think of themselves they usually say i just want to have just enough because they are thinking of me myself and i (laughs) but when they think of others they would say i want to have overflow why because with overflow there is a spillage not just for yourself but also for others and the good news is It is a cycle that keeps on going, that never runs out. Glory to God. Jesse the said this, when you sow a seed, God is not bringing your harvest. The harvest is in the field. You got to go and get it. You got to go and get it. You can sit on your porch and die with the harvest right in front of you. It's time for the people of God to be called the owners instead of the oars. Amen? Amen. Great expectation brings great results. Sister Lena had a post, uh, a story on her Facebook page a couple weeks ago that stands out to me that says, uh, When life bless you financially, don't raise your standard of living. Raise your standard of giving. Amen? Amen. God, God wants us to have overflow in every area of our lives, financially, physically, and spiritually. Amen? So one time this lady went to a Pastor Jesse DuPlan, and she, she told him, Brother Jesse, can you pray for me? Because she was getting some weight. <laughs> Imagine the prayer request people go to their pastors. <laughs> so Pastor Jesse told her not to worry because it was the year of overflow. (laughs) And she said, thank you, and she walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Psalm 2, 8, it says, ask, and you, and I will give it all the nations. The whole earth will be yours. Many people don't ask because they are not sure they will receive. And there is not faith, because faith is to be sure of things we hope for and to be certain of things we cannot see. Right. Proverbs 11:28 says, Those who depend on their wealth will fall like the leaves of autumn, mm-hmm. but the righteous will prosper like leaves of summer. Wow. <laughs> we are the righteous. We, we are prosperous because we depend on the Lord only, not in our wealth. Okay. Amen. Proverbs 22.4, obey the Lord, be humble, and you will get riches, honor, and long life. Obedience to God will cause anyone to overflow spiritually. God will honor you physically. God will give you a long life. And financially, God will give you riches. Amen. And thank you all for your faithful giving toward our roof and our goal of 400 each week. And we can see the numbers, we can put the numbers there. Yeah, we, ha- we had received 180, and the remaining is 14,995. The total received 2,005. Yes, we yeah, we're making progress, eh amen. <laughs> Please let's stand and read our offering confession. Ready? All right. Because we are titles, the windows of heaven are open, the blessings being poured out. Because we are souls, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, sermons, estates and inheritance, interest and incomes, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, Bills paid off, debts demolished, and royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, house, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing it to our hand great big seed, and we're moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest come to us now. Harvest angels go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come to the front and release your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Now I'll hand it over to Pastor Marie, she'll pray for the offering.
4: Thank you, Mr. Ivan. The year of overflow, glory to God. Not around the waist, though, we don't want that. <laughs> she, My mom said she didn't want to lose the weight. <laughs> she just was looking, just pray for me, take the pressure off of me. <laughs> Glory to God. I just got a text, actually, from Cape Verde. Urik just sent me a text, uh, pictures of today's service. They had a house full again. And you should see Puyi up there just praising God. Right in front there, just praising God and the children. Uh, For some reason, children are just attracted to them. And so uh, we thank God for that. Um, He's here still in the States, but I tell you, she is a ball of fire (laughs) she is keeping that ministry going and so uh, he sent pictures of that and so we're thankful and grateful for your support of that mission and uh, they are making a difference there even when they were here they were so excited because people kept things going and so they've trained people to keep things going and so that's wonderful so thank you for your support of that thank you for giving this morning Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give and to sow. Uh, It goes beyond us, me, uh, we, (laughs) you know, me, myself, and I, like Mr. Ivan was saying this morning. It's not just about us, but it's about reaching the world. And so we thank you, Father, that through the gifts that we bring, through the seed that we sow, that we're touching lives around the world because we are committed uh, to tithing uh, to Rhema. That's where we tithe, and you know what they are doing around the world. So we're connected there. So the money that we give, I thank you, Father, that it goes out to the nations. I thank you, Father, that as we give, we're able to impact our community. As things come up, we're able to meet the need of every situation. We give honor and glory to you for everything that's being accomplished. And, Father, as it gets accomplished, you're going to hear from us because we're going to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mr. Donnie. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Uh, We posted on uh, Facebook and I believe Instagram as well ways that you can give to Ukraine. The young people are going at this time. Uh, So, uh, ways to give to Ukraine if you want to do that. There are so many uh, organizations that come up uh, when things like this happen, and it's hard to know who to trust and who not to, right? You want to make sure that the money goes there. So we did put two ministries. There are more, many more, but we did put two ministries that we know personally. And so uh, we did put them on there so uh, we know the integrity of these ministries. One is in Moscow, uh, Rick Renner, Rick and Denise Renner. They are there and they are doing things to keep the gospel going in this time when it's really needed. <laughs> and they also are doing things for uh, humanitarian. Uh, efforts as well. And then there are uh, Christopher Alam, who is a missionary around the world. Uh, He is, uh, has, he's friends with two Ukrainian pastors, the largest churches in Ukraine. And so he's working with them to get money to them. And uh, right now what they need is necessities. And so he's working on getting that. And so if you want to give to that, uh, that is uh, out there for you to do. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for this time that we have together i thank you for every single person who's here this morning and those who are participating online i thank you for your precious holy spirit i'm asking for unction this morning in the name of jesus as we share your word and share what you have for us i thank you father that um, i'll do so boldly and i thank you that holy spirit you will highlight the things that we need to know and that we'll say only those things. Those are the things that we want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. So uh, Miss Christina got 300, 300 of our cards, our advertising cards have gone out the door. <laughs> Glory to God. We have 200 more. <laughs> and so we're excited about that. That's the first time we're doing any type of advertising for the church. And if you were here on the Wednesday, we kind of showed what the advertising is, it's a very big card, and it has y'all's picture on it. (laughs) It has various ones, serving, praising, all of it. So when people uh, that maybe you live in town, they're gonna see you and go, I know that person. (laughs) Because it's gone out to most uh, people here in Dayton. We're doing it for here in Dayton first, and then we'll spread out a little more. We'll keep doing these on a quarterly basis. And so uh, we're grateful uh, for the opportunity to do that. Thank you for for sowing, because that's how we're able to do those things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're in a series called Kingdom Living, and the purpose of this series is to remind us of the spiritual position and place uh, that we as born-again, spirit-filled followers of Jesus have. To paint a real-life picture of what Kingdom Living looks like in our everyday walk of life. And to also highlight the navigational instruments we've been given to walk it out successfully. Two weeks ago, we began talking about church attendance, or more specifically, we're answering two questions why do we assemble, and how do we assemble? In answering the question, why do we assemble, we looked at Hebrews chapter 10 and 25, if you'll go there with me this morning. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We took a little time to talk about this verse, so again, if you missed any of our messages on this series or any other message, you can always go back to our social media platforms or our website, and you can watch them. We talked about how people tend to isolate themselves when they're in a time of their life when they need the greatest encouragement. Uh, The devil is all for that. He loves when we isolate ourselves. He loves an isolated individual. They're like the low-hanging fruit. And low-hanging fruit, what I mean by that, Uh, When I coach people for goals and personal growth and development or professional Growth and development we talk about getting the low-hanging fruit first Because that's the easiest so we ask them. What are your goals and they'll give you like 20 things, okay? What's the low-hanging fruit? What's like something real easy? You could get off your plate this week because it's real easy Low-hanging fruit. And then when they come back the next week, we celebrate that. Like, See, that wasn't so hard. And then now it helps them to work towards their next goal. And it's a, it's a little harder, a little harder. But the more you gain more confidence when you start. Well, that's low-hanging fruit. This is in the negative sense. The devil looks for those who walk along the outskirts, the outside perimeter. They don't go into the core group. They stay on the outside and they're just like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. The devil loves that. And if he can get you isolated, he'll begin to talk to you. I don't know if you realize, but there is right now uh, in large churches around the world, pastors and my heart breaks for this being a pastor who are um, (laughs) twisting the word of God and saying you can't really count on these 66 books and these are very well-known ministers there are flaws in these 66 books but but you can trust Jesus God and his word are one. You cannot separate God from his word. How are you going to know who Jesus is if you don't read the word of God? And this is what's going on in the world. And people are taking it hook, line, and sinker. Why? Because it's easy. It takes all the responsibility of Off of us as believers it takes all the responsibility well the words probably eh, you know it's a gray area it's subjective no it's not (laughs) the Word of God is black and white (laughs) there are no gray areas and so we've got to uh, make sure that we are (laughs) I want to be real in the inner circle (laughs) and Jesus has moved us into the inner circle and we can stay there by uh, not staying on the outside perimeter but moving inward uh, and not getting isolated. Look what he did with Eve. He waited till she was on her own (laughs) doing her thing and he began to talk to her. Look what he did with Jesus. When he went into the wilderness, that's when he began to tempt him. He was by himself. He was in there fasting and praying, and he began to tempt him. Thank God Jesus was full of power. Even at the time, he was real hungry. <laughs> Don't get me real hungry. I might fall for that cake. <laughs> I'll repent later. No, <laughs> But Jesus was filled, filled with the Holy Ghost. He came out of that place of temptation stronger. But the devil would have you isolate. And so don't allow him. Don't give him. Take that opportunity away from him. Don't give him opportunity. This is not the time to isolate ourselves from the people of God. We can't say we love God and love his word and not fellowship with the brothers and sisters of like precious faith. And that's a good evaluation for us as believers. Who am I spending the most time with? I'm not saying that we should not be spending time with unbelievers. That's sometimes our family members. (laughs) That's who we got, right? I'm not saying that at all. But look at who you're spending the majority of your time with. Because that is going to affect your life. That will have an effect on your life. And so uh, the will of God is for his people to fellowship with one another and to encourage one another and to not forsake the assembling together with one another. His word is his will. Amen. So uh, when we get out of the will of God and his plan, we give the devil an opportunity. And this is something I'm not usually dogmatic about many things and say this is the way it is. You know, I, I just don't do that a lot. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing this because I'm being obedient to the Lord. When I stand before him, when all is said and done, I don't want to be like, well, you know, I didn't say that because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, because I have to answer to him for that. And so when he tells me to say it, I'm going to say it. I'll be obedient to him. That's the girl I'm going to be. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I know we're all here again in church today. We're here So we're aware of the importance of coming together. We're we're aware of it. But remember, we're putting those little lists aside. Just for this series, take it out on the next one. But for this series, we're putting those lists of, I know, I do. And we're just letting the Holy Spirit highlight the areas and breathe new life into, uh, fresh life into this subject for us because uh, times have changed. If you're like me you you could have been in church I've been in church all my life and so uh, if you are like me you've been in church for a long time too times have changed and and my church attendance and what it looks like should change it shouldn't be the same as it was ten years ago I'm not the same as it was ten years ago it shouldn't be the same as it was last year if I'm taking responsibility for my spiritual growth, my church attendance should reflect that. My church attendance should reflect it. I should be serving God in, in different capacities. People should be able to look at me as an elder or someone in the church they could come to. Not that same person that I was 20 years ago, when I come in, everybody goes, Don't ask them how they're doing. Because <laughs> I start spewing out. <laughs> It's been a rough week. The devil was running. He was chasing after me. No, it shouldn't be that way. Things should change. I should, my language should change. I should be talking more about spiritual things. I should be growing and increasing in the knowledge of him. And so we can't have church the same way this year as we had it last year. Because our growth should reflect our church attendance. And so there are things, 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more, however many years you've been attending, there are things we could still learn about attending church. Amen? Because times have changed. It's different. The people who I know that I went to church with when they were young who don't go to church because their excuses well, I went to church. Well, you don't know what church is like now. If you haven't stepped foot in a church for 10 years, it's different than when you used to go. And so if they'll just wake up and go, they'll see it's different. Depends on the church you go to, obviously. So (laughs) we've talked about the decline of church attendance among Christians, and I shared some of our statistics about online participation. And the consensus is that online church does not and should not replace in-person church because... (laughs) you wouldn't do some of the things that you do at home in church. Can you imagine? I was going to have uh, Miss Nasha and Craig come in during this service, like with their bathrobe on and, you know, late because we come in late to the thing. Oh, it's, it's been on for 15 minutes and, you know, throwing things around and have kids jumping. <laughs> I was going to do it and I was like, oh, it, people will probably be like, what are they doing? But you never know. You never know. But it's true, you wouldn't do some of the things, although,, no. oh, I did see someone cutting their toenails in church at our other building. Mm-hmm. He saw it too. Yeah, yeah. in that. Yeah,. It was, it's nobody here, because uh, I wouldn't have said it if it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh Lord, but I mean, come on, there are things that you do at home that you would never do in church, right? And so that's why, you know, online participation is great, but what we say is remove the distractions. Just get rid of the distractions and just be like, okay, this is like I'm at church. (laughs) It should not replace, though, coming in person. And I'm thankful for technology. We pray every morning together. That wouldn't be possible if we did not have uh, Facebook and all of that. So I'm grateful to God for uh, technology, I embrace it, I enjoy engaging with people online, but it's a reinforcement for me. It's not a replacement, a reinforcement. And so, in some cases, that's the only way. Some people can attend, and if that's the case, fine. But eliminate the distractions. So we said one reason we assemble is to be exhorted. Like it says in Hebrews 10.25, there's opportunity as Jesus, uh, the day of his coming, gets closer and closer. We see it now. There's problems. There's crisis. But we don't have to have a lifestyle of problems and crisis. Yeah, they're going to come, but it doesn't need to be a lifestyle. And if we'll get with other believers, brothers and sisters in the Lord, encourage, exhort one another, Uh, it will make us stronger. Uh, It will help us to stand and 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 be uh, together as one, unified in that. Another reason we come together is because the word tells us to assemble, and so we simply obey God. We obey Him, and when we come together, we said it's not a gathering; it's an assembly. We looked at Ephesians four sixteen. That says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Every part, every member supplies. Ephesians 4.16 is a picture of cooperation and partnership. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's it's when every part is working in conjunction with someone else. It doesn't depict isolation. It's the opposite of that. When we come to church, we assemble, we get something from the people around us. That's why it's important, again, to be in the right church. Because sometimes, do you know you can leave church with devils? Okay. The word supply in this verse means a lavish provision of what is needed. That's what we get when we come together. We get a lavish supply of whatever is needed. So when we remove ourselves from an assembly of believers that the Lord has called us to, because we said every Christian is called to belong to a local church. There is a church for every believer. For every believer, there's a church. And so uh, we said when we remove ourselves from that, we remove ourselves from the flow of that lavish supply. And then we start living powerless in those areas of our lives because we're out of the flow of power. And so I don't want to be that person. We want to stay connected. Amen? So there have been other studies about people who attend church and the benefits of that. They state they call it religious service attendance is not only linked to having a social support network, but also to public health benefits, such as less depression, lower suicide rates, less drug and alcohol overdoses. We saw an increase of that during the lockdowns that we had because people were isolated. So they've done a lot of studies concerning that. Now, I didn't say that people who go to church never have any of these things. I didn't say that. I said there's an opportunity to have less of these issues, especially if you're in a church that's teaching the Word of God concerning these things. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God concerning these things. It's important for us as human beings to have a support network. And those of us who are in the household of faith, the best support network we can have is with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's the best network we can have. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse 1. Same chapter, but verse 1. Therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Each of us have been called by God. And now look at what our calling is tied to. Verse 3. Or two, we can go to. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Verse three, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. There's a lot of alls in here. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Do you see that? Your calling is tied to your unified place in the body of Christ. Your calling is tied to someone else. We are called to support one another, to walk in love and minister grace to one another. This is not just my job description as a pastor. (laughs) This is everybody's job. Every believer, every responsibility, every believer has that responsibility to do those things. To keep ourselves, he said, God doesn't do it for us. We, by the power of the Holy Spirit, have to keep ourselves unified in the Spirit. We have to do it. That's our responsibility. And in the natural, this can be difficult because I have a different personality than you have. I have, in my personality, there are strengths and there are flaws. <laughs> and there's, it's the same for everybody. We all have different personalities. And so some personalities get along well together. Wonderful. Others, not so much. <laughs> I've been studying uh, human behavior and DISC, and, uh, which is part of what you take when you go through... Uh, the classes of spiritual gifts assessment and personality assessment. And I've been studying that to use in my coaching business. And man, these personalities are so different. But yet they show you ways that I need a D in my life. I'm not a D, I'm an S, S, C. I need a D in my life, you know, because D's are like, <laughs> D, she said D for Donna. D's are like um, dictators. <laughs> he said, no, not Donna. <laughs> Ds are like dictators. They're like real, I mean, so one, one dictator is Donald Trump, right? You're fire, right? Yeah. So he's like, a, he's a D all the way. And so uh, we all need each other. Our personalities, uh, we have flaws. Where I have uh, some call them weaknesses, where I have areas of personal growth that I need to work on, uh, you have strengths. And so that's how it is in the body. But we have to keep ourselves in a unified place even when we see those flaws because we're going to see them. We're natural people. Your flaws will come out. Mine will come out. Put a little pressure on anybody. You'll see their flaws. You'll see their flaws. And so, and we grow up in him and all things and even our, our flaws. And so we work on that. But we have to keep ourselves unified in the spirit. Paul's urging us to do that. Make every effort to keep ourselves unified in the spirit, binding ourselves together with peace. <laughs> with peace. Glory to God. <laughs> peace in the midst of crazy personalities, right? Peace. Well, that's what it takes. That's why we it's work. That's why he says make every effort, effort, work. It takes work. But if we'll engage the Holy Spirit, he'll help us. Amen? So there are also reported emotional benefits to attending church in person. According to the Barna survey that we mentioned at the beginning of this series, respondents who stopped attending church during COVID-19 were more likely to feel insecure and anxious compared with practicing Christians who didn't stop attending service in person. Why? Because when we come to church, we hear the word of God, And that will settle an anxious mind. Amen? It will settle an insecure heart. And so we thank God for the opportunity to come together. Another reason we attend church is so we can honor God with the gifts that he has given to us within the body that he has placed us in. We serve with our brothers and sisters. That's something you can't really do at home. Watching online, now unless they have an e ministry, and some churches do, Some churches have an e-ministry and they have greeters (laughs) online, all of that. Uh, But we do not. (laughs) And so, um, you know, that's something you can't do from online participation. And God wants us to serve in our local churches. That's part of kingdom living. Part of kingdom living is serving in our local church and being a blessing where God has placed us. Not only is it fulfilling for the individual who serves, But when we faithfully serve with the right attitude, we honor God. We honor God. Look at 1 Peter 4.10. I'm going to read these quickly, but you can jot them down. 1 Peter 4.10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. If he has them and he's given them to us, shouldn't we use them? That is what you will answer for when you get to heaven. That's what we're going to answer for. You know, we're not being judged with the world in terms of, oh, you're going to hell. No, but we're going to be judged on. What did you do with what I gave you? I gave you all these spiritual gifts. You sat at home on the couch. You didn't come and serve God with them. What are you doing with your spiritual gifts? We were not saved to sit. We were saved to serve. Saved to serve. And so it says, use them well. To serve one another. That is why we serve. Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. What a promise. You may think your service is insignificant, but nothing you do for God is insignificant. If he's given you a particular thing to do, it's because it matters to him. If he's graced you to do it, it's because it makes a difference to him. And if you'll do it with the right attitude and be faithful to it, you will honor him. You will honor him. Uh, one more verse concerning this, Proverbs eleven twenty five. 25. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be Refreshed. Another translation says, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Hallelujah. We are fulfilled and refreshed. Other words for refreshed, revived, energized, awakened, renewed when we serve God by serving others. If we're doing it right, you know, there's a phenomenon. It's not really a phenomenon. But it's something that we've been seeing more and more of. And the more I talk to parents about, you know, with their teens and they ask, can you talk to my daughter or talk to my son Um, or, you know, in in talking to people, different ones, um, people are lacking purpose, especially our young ones. And the reason they lack that purpose is because they live inwardly. They live for themselves. It's like that selfishness that we tend to grow out of, they're not growing out of it. And, and a lot of this is teaching. Us as parents, we kind of give them everything they want, you know. And, and we're, we're working with my granddaughter because every time she sees this, what did you buy for me? Okay, we're spoiling her, I get it. Um, at the same time, there are things we can do to help them see, so you no, know you're going to help somebody else today. Let's go to the store, pick that out, you're giving this soda. But as we get older, it's not cute anymore. I mean, these kids are living depressed, suicidal. There are so many things that they're tormented by because it's all about them, me. They do nothing for nobody else. They, do, they don't think outside of themselves to help anyone. That's why Mike is doing a great job with our teens. He's talking about impacting this community. Let's think of people outside of this group and let's go out because that gives you purpose. Because God wired you that way. He created you that way. When you do something for someone else that's good, it's hard to feel bad about yourself. When I'm doing good for you, it's hard for me to feel bad about myself. It's a thing. God wired us that way to do good for others, to, to serve others, and we'll be refreshed. The word of God tells us, if you water someone, you'll be watered, energized, revived, awakened, hallelujah. Another reason we assemble is when our believing friend, unbelieving friends and family see us going to church faithfully and they see that growth. Because again, there are people who have been church, you know, all their lives and they're still the same. We left in, in 1987 or 88 and you know, to go to Oklahoma, and then we came back 12 years later, and we met some people that we had left like from the 70s and 80s, and the minute they walked through the door, I knew who they were. They looked the same, they talked the same, they acted the same. I don't mean as in the same type of person. I mean they talked negatively, they had neg- They were still fighting the same battle they were fighting when we left. Same battle. Pray for me. I'm like, we prayed for you for this in 1987. We're still praying about this? You're still struggling with this? You haven't grown out of it yet? Yeah. And we still see it today. I don't want to be that person. I do not want to be that person. And so, you know, going to church faithfully is one thing. But how we go? We're going to be talking about how. But it it makes, you know, it makes unbelievers ask the question when they see you growing. You know, maybe you used to get mad about things. And now, oh, well, she's not getting mad about it. (laughs) Hmm, she doesn't swear like she used to. Or he, look at him, he's getting up on a Sunday morning. He never got up on Sunday morning unless they had an early game. You know, so they should see a change in your life. And it can be an opening to share the gospel. This is why. It's not just because I go to church, but it's who I, 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 I worship with. It's the people that I worship with. And then we serve God together. We honor him and he's changing our lives. He's changing our lives. So attending church or assembling is more than just coming together to be exhorted, prayed for, and strengthened by the pastor. Because if that's all it was, we all could do that sitting on our couch at home. Online church would be, that's it. We're getting prayed for, we're being exhorted and strengthened by the pastor. That's not what church attendance is about. If that's all it was, we could do it online. There's a supply we receive as we come together in unity. And there are many examples of this throughout the Bible, but in the book of Acts chapter 4, uh, when the disciples came together when uh, Peter and John went in the temple and then they were taken in for questioning and then uh, when they were you know came back to their own company of believers, they lifted up their voice together in unity and when they did that they received a lavish supply of what they needed and what they needed at that time was boldness. They received a lavish supply of boldness because they asked for it and they were unified together. When Peter was imprisoned later on and he was beaten and imprisoned, they got together and they started praying for him. They received a lavish supply and it came in the form of an angel that busted him right out of prison. (laughs) He got right out of prison. And so they received it, they came together in unity. And so we get the lavish supply of whatever we need when we come together, hallelujah. Glory to God. There is nothing more powerful on the face of this earth than members of the body of Christ, knowing who they are in him, putting aside offense overlooking the faults of another, assembling together with great faith and expectation in unity of the Spirit of God and one another, making their supply of the Spirit available. There's nothing more powerful here on this earth than a church who does that. What a mighty moving force on this earth for God no power in hell can stop the mighty moving force called the United Church of God. And I don't mean that as a denomination. I mean that the body of Christ. Amen? And the devil knows this. And that's the reason he's trying to do everything in his power to deceive and discourage believers from assembling together at this time. He knows he has no chance if we get our act together as the body of Christ. The devil has no power and no chance. And his day is about to come to an end. And he knows this. And so we're going to take our place, amen, as a unified, unified members of the body of Christ. We are just a part of it, amen? Amen. We're just a part of it. And so we let the devil know there's nothing He can do that's going to stop us from meeting together. There's nothing He can do to stop us from uniting together, keeping ourselves united. We're going to overlook the faults of somebody else instead of when someone hurts us, we get in a corner and we talk about it. No, we're just going to give that, turn that over to the Lord and let peace, let peace bind us together. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thank God for his mighty power that's in his body. Amen? Amen. And you are members of the body of Christ, so that power is in you. And how much of it shows up is up to us. It's not up to God. It's up to us. Make a demand. Put a demand on the power of God that's on the inside of us. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Father, we thank you for opportunities to assemble We thank you that we can come together with faith and expectation, unified in the Spirit, letting peace lead us and guide us. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for everything that was done in this assembly this morning. I thank you from our worship to our giving to everything for the kids' church and the teens, everything that was done. I thank you that you are glorified, you are magnified, and you continue to work that word on the inside of us, Father God. I thank you that it is alive and it's powerful. And I thank you that it bears fruit that remains in Jesus' name. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. And during this week, we'll be sure to honor you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a wonderful day.